This week, we discuss all the latest info on Taylor Swift's new ska album, Real Big Swift. Stay tuned. Welcome to On the Upbeat. I'm Matt. Hey, Phoenix. How you doing, Matt? Uh, I was doing pretty good until I didn't turn you up on time and all people heard was Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> you shall now call me Phoenix. <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I had a nice week off and um, and all that fun stuff. Um, okay. What did you do with your week off, Matt? Um, nothing. That's, that's... Nothing? That's what I did. I mean, I mean, not. I mean, no one really ever does nothing. I'm just saying, like, I didn't go anywhere. Um, I mean, it's still a pandemic. Can't really go anywhere. <laughs> um, not too many places. Um, um, yeah, it's just a normal week. Kids in school, all that jazz. Um, yeah. Okay, I have to ask you. What? <laughs> Maybe what? you. I don't know if you saw my Facebook post about this. Um. Uh, do you know why and this isn't a joke this is not a, like a punchline jokey okay. thing okay. do you know why graham crackers were invented yeah i thought everybody knew that but my my cousin also posted the same thing i maybe something with mats um i don't know <laughs> well what tell tell me what you heard or what you they, know they were they were uh food to eat that was uh to keep you calm so you wouldn't masturbate okay so like the way that when I looked it up was actually, it was sort of that, but it was to lower your libido overall, like your sex drive. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Not so much like the not masturbating, but as much as like not have sex. Yeah. Or be less driven to have sex, I guess. Yeah. Uh, less desire for uh, sex. Cornflakes, same thing. <laughs> really? It was invented yeah. for that? And by the yeah. way, just so we're Original clear. Dr. Kellogg, yeah. So funny. And then his brother added, uh, original Dr. Kellogg died. His brother took it over, added sugar to it, so people would buy it and eat it for breakfast. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're great. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, so just so we're clear, graham crackers don't lower your libido. <laughs> they oh. don't. They, that's, that is not. It is just why they, what someone was doing to invent oh, yeah. them. It's not actually true. I mean, um, if you're ever really bored, there's a movie kind of about it called Road to Wellness and those health spas that, that popped up that used to uh, serve the graham crackers and the cornflakes to help people um, get their libido under control. <laughs> uh, so I, I should tell the audience, I wonder if... So as most of the audience probably knows, um, this podcast originally, like the first person I asked to co-host was Tara Hahn from Half Past Two. And Tara still is like... Uh, I, I, I use Tara as a sounding board from time to oh, time. She's like still involved in yeah. some way or another. So like, Behind the scenes, yeah. Yeah. So like, is like, what do you think we should talk about? What do you think... What's going on? You know, I just ask her, like, what what should we talk about in the podcast? Even when she's not on, I ask her. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I run jokes, like the intro by her. So usually the way the intro comes about, this is all like behind the scenes stuff, but I, I just mostly to just, this whole thing is just to say all the jokes are not always me a hundred percent. So like 
Uh, is this because you saw a critique of us on a Reddit? Was there one? <laughs> okay, finish your story and then I'll tell you. Because well, I remember years ago when Aaron and I, Aaron and I started. Is this yeah. a more recent critique? Oh, this was last week's, yeah. Oh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I then I didn't see it. I don't really watch or look up Reddit. But anyway, so usually like the intro, the way I do it is I like I'm just looking through ska Facebook pages or even on ska stuff on Instagram or or Twitter, and I just see what's sort of happening, what people are saying, and you know I take from the memes and the jokes and the whatever, um, um, you know sort of look at ska culture and like what can i sort of like poke at and uh so you know for some reason the past like three months taylor swift and ska has been like (laughs) all over the place and uh i saw it again today something i forget what but like so i was like okay maybe i'll do that as like an intro like taylor swift does a ska album and i'm like okay what would taylor swift ska album be so i'm like I asked Tara, and I was like, Tara, what, what do you think Taylor Swift would call her Sky album? And she's like, is this a joke, or are you asking me my opinion? Because <laughs> it sounds like a setup, right? So I was like, no, it's not a joke. I just want to know. Like, I'm trying to work on the intro. And then, so I came up with, eventually I came up with going back and forth with Tara. Like, there, there was a bunch of back and forth. Tara's was Mr. Blank Space, like, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't there no, a band? I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a band called Mr. Blank, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so song. she has yeah, a song yeah. called Blank Space, whatever. And so that was Tara's. And then I was like, Ska Lore, because Taylor Swift has an album called Folklore. We were going back uh, and forth. I get it. I get it. And I didn't like any any of them. Like, I was just like, and finally yeah. I was like, uh, I was like, um, you know, Skink It Off instead of Shake It Off. So I went with the song title. Um, I think there was a couple other song titles in there too, but yeah. I don't remember them off the top of my head. And then, so I love, I loved the skink it off thing. I was like, that's what we're going to go with. I-, I told you and you were like, you were like, you gave the answer that we eventually went with, which was- I wasn't even riffing. I was just being goofy back. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking. I was like, here's what you should say, Matt. I right. was just like. Because if I was doing that, I probably would have went with something like March of the Swiftbone Soldier. Little little fishbone play. Okay, right. See, but so, I wasn't at the time trying to top your joke. I was just being a goofball back. <laughs> so I was like, hmm. Uh, I'm like, so I go to my wife. I was like, <laughs> I asked my wife, which is funnier, the skank? And I had already told my wife, and she thought it was, the skank it off was funny. But then I yeah. asked her opinion to choose between the two. And she was like, real big swift. And I'm like, really? That was RJ's. I'm sad. <laughs> so we went. So that was like, just so you know, like that's the behind the scenes of how all this stuff comes together. And it's like an, you know, an amalgam of like RJ and my wife um, and Tara Han. Like it's just this pool of like. So there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes of this show. And I, I don't know. I just wanted to like give credit, like. Where credits do like I don't just sit down and write these all myself. So I mean, there's probably a good portion of them where it's all 100 percent me, but you know, I want to sort of give to the process of just saying like it's not always all me. So, so what did someone say on Reddit, and who do I have to murder? This, you don't have to murder. This is my uh, Reddit user uh, Alpine Coast. They said I've been enjoying this podcast, but goddamn, the jokes at the beginning are bad. LOL. The, just so we're clear, they're intended to be. 
<laughs> they're intended. They know that. They're intended to be terrible. Like just so we're <laughs> and, all clear, they're intended to be that way. And just you know, so you, my response was Matt sure loves his corny jokes. Since I joined the show at episode 21, I've written two. I've helped sharpen a few others. The rest are 100% Matt-tastic. And you're here to tell me that they're not 100% Matt-tastic. There's Tara <laughs> and there's your wife getting in and influencing them, too. Yes, yes. They're not... I, mean, I would say a good majority of them are still like me. And then I run... Sometimes what am I supposed to tell Alpine Coast? <laughs> now I've been made a liar. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I feel like... Their complaint is more about the fact that the joke joke exists, not necessarily the process. <laughs> I, I think the fact that they say they're bad, lol, means they are in sure. on on the fact yeah. that they're bad at intentionally. Yes, yes, and, they yeah. get it. So, because look, I get it. We all, you know, part of what sort of killed ska in the '90s was it being too goofy and too silly. But like, that's still part of it and the scene and happy fun times and as much as we want to talk about important issues and you know talk to bands and stuff like that i still think it's important to laugh and be stupid um with our i mean by the way just to be clear look if you can't laugh at your own scene from time to time like you know <laughs> I, I mean it's the same thing like you, you got to be able to laugh at yourself and you know, hopefully not take, hopefully nothing, I mean, we've never aimed at any of our jokes at any one, I mean, we've, most of it's like, this week we're gonna talk to a fedora, you know, it's, it's, it's like, no, who's gonna be, the fedora, is it gonna be insulted? Um, you know, um, all right, all right, so enough of our jibber jabber, um, <laughs> let's get to some ska news. That's right, Ska News, where we talk about the latest releases or anything else that's going on in the Ska community. Um, first up this week, we are talking about uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. They announced uh, last week that they will be dropping their new album on May 7th, 2021. Uh, the album will be called When God Was Great. Um, you can pre-order the album. I'll put a link in the description. But also last week they dropped a new single, so we want to take a second and listen to uh, a portion of this new single. It's called I Don't Believe in Anything. I 
don't know about you, but I am definitely excited for the new Boston's record. Oh, yeah, I already pre-ordered it, man. They're like one of those bands that like just instant buy. They got something coming out, boom, I'm I'm there. I don't I don't even think about it. They've been a favorite of mine since she's ninety three ish. I really maybe no no, ninety four is when I got in the ska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Don't Know How to Party is like my big album for them. Um, yeah, no, just absolutely love them. Yeah, I really like the last record. It was, it was really good. So I'm definitely excited for that. Next up, um, many of you know the band uh, Call Me Malcolm. Uh, their lead singer, um, Lucius, he's, um, he's doing something for charity for um, you know music venues in the UK. So... I do know we have some UK listeners out there, and obviously, uh, if you're not in the UK, you can donate to this, um, I believe, <laughs> to be completely honest <laughs> with you. I mean, I didn't check, double-check the link. <laughs> from, I remember one time I posted something. It wasn't actually for this, but I posted something, and someone was like, yeah, I can't donate because I'm from the UK, and it's just an American website. So I could, <laughs> I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure you can. Um, so anyway, uh, Lucius is, he's going to run uh, 147 kilometers. And uh, if my, um, you know, uh, conversion is correct, that's about 91 miles, I think. I, yeah. I'm not an expert in that, but about 91 miles. So he's going to uh, run 91 miles um, to raise money um, for the Music Venue Trust. Um, it's uh, Shout Louder's Gig Ready Challenge. Um, and um, the, basically a bunch of different people are going to be doing a few, you know, maybe some of them will be running, walking, bicycling. And uh, I'll put a link in the, in the show, to, show notes um, for anyone who wants to donate to this cause uh, to help music venues. Um, let's see, we're raising money for Music Venue Trust um, to, save, to save our venues fund, which supports independent venues that haven't received funding over the pandemic and are at risk of closure. So um, whether you're in the UK or not, um, you can donate to this. Um, I would assume so because Lucius didn't say in the video that they put up that you can. <laughs> so I'm assuming the link works. Um, uh, but I do notice that the link is like the money thing is in pounds. So, um, <laughs> obviously because they're from the UK, but yeah. Um, so yeah, check that out. I'll, I'll put the links, uh, in the show notes. And of course, I'll post it on Facebook and stuff like that. And probably, um, Actually, I think I already shared it on Facebook and Twitter. So, um, so yeah, check that out because uh, obviously um, we want shows to continue after the pandemic is over, and we need yeah. venues to have that happen. So, uh, whether you're in the UK or not, or just want to help this cause, um, check that out. All right, last for Scott around the world. Scott around the world. I mean, Scott Long News. Long segment, Matthew. <sighs> I'm, I'm a horrible person. Show's over, bye. Um, uh, Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra dropped uh, their new album on March 3rd called 
Ska equals Almighty. Um, well, actually, I'm not entirely... Is, is, is that how you're supposed to read the title? Ska equals Almighty? That's how I say it. I could be 100% wrong and probably am. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely like I'm looking at the album cover right now. and That's how it's stylized. Yeah, that's so. Let's go with that. Scott equals Almighty, and uh, so yeah, um, the album's out, and let's take a listen to um, one of the tracks off the album, and it's called Almighty. Here we go. I was listening to this this album this week uh, over the over the weekend, and uh, it's got something for everyone, really. Like it's got yeah, very it's jazzy, got a like a jazzy ska, um, and it's got um, some traditional, some ska punk. Yeah, it's got something. It's got for that everyone. song "Miss You," which is freaking insane. <laughs> yeah, it's got something. For yeah, everyone. It's, it's a fun one. So uh, check that out uh, when you get a chance. And, um, yeah. All right. That's all we have for Ska News. Um, of course, you know, we can only fit so much into uh, the podcast due to time and stuff. So, you know, make sure you're following us on Instagram, on Facebook. Matt does a little show now. <laughs> yes, hopefully we can keep, I can keep it going. Uh, it'll either feature, you know, so I, did, I made a video that's like two minutes long, two and a half minutes long. Uh, of ska news trying to do that more often it'll either be the exact same news that we talk about this week or slightly different sometimes we'll switch things out yeah we had some different things on from last friday to today so i think that's a good mix so um but you know make sure you're following us on you know instagram facebook and twitter it's all the same uh handle uh at on the upbeat ska all right that way you can stay up to date uh as much as we can (laughs) Yeah, because sometimes they're just things that we just miss or forget about. Um, all right, um, all right. So we wanted to. I came across a YouTube video a while ago. Like I actually came across it probably right around the time it originally came out in January. Yeah, I think it came out like two months ago. Yeah, um, but it resurfaced this week on some ska page that I was on, <laughs> and. Um, so it is by uh, a YouTuber. Um, well, the the YouTube channel is the Punk Rock MBA 
Um, it is hosted by uh, a person. Finn McKente. Yeah, Finn McKente. McKente? I think it's Finn McKente. McKente? McKente. Um, so, so he did a video basically titled, What Killed Ska Punk? And this is a, a series he's I used to subscribe to, to Punk Rock NBA um, and watch his, like, What Killed Hardcore, What Killed Pop Punk. And I had actually kind of, like, I don't know, I just stopped paying attention to what he was doing when, when all of a sudden he does one called What Killed Ska Punk. And, and the big thing of it was is that he said he was not going to do this episode because he didn't know enough about Ska and Ska Punk um, without mm. asking for help. And I don't see any writing credits to help him on this one. <laughs> right. So I, I think he, he probably was uh, should have just maybe not done this one. Um, because I think there is some stuff that he just falls down and does. You know, He knows the, the buildup. And he knows what it was like being part of the scene in the mid-90s. With Scott interacting with all that. But it's really when we get to what he considers like the legacy and like what right. the ultimate fall was where I'm just like, Oh dude, this is all right. Cool. Um, if I did a, a, a video on what killed hardcore or, or skate punk. Yeah. My, my, I wouldn't probably have any idea what the current legacy is either without really <laughs> looking into it. And so I can't really blame him because it's something he's stated several times. He doesn't know that much about, uh, but Matt was like, we should probably, you want to do a reaction to this? And I'm like, yeah. And we're not going to do a one-for-one reaction. We're not going to sit here and watch a 20-minute video and then stop every time we have something to say. Because we'd be here for like, oh, that'd at least be like an hour and a half, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It'd probably yeah. be two episodes. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to, uh, let's start at the beginning. That yeah, seems like and, a good... and for the most part, I, I agree with a lot of what he's saying and the start, you know, the lead up to it and everything. And he does make a lot of actually good points. Yeah. Um, in his in his description, he name checks ME330, which he doesn't in the video at all. Which is like, come on, man, it's ME330. You got to say something about Dan and the boys. That's <laughs> that's just me. So let's <laughs> so let's listen to the first like little minute intro that he does, uh, sort of. Breaking down what he's going to talk about. Let's take a listen to that right now. This is the Punk Rock NBA, and today we are here to talk about ska, or more specifically, the ska punk boom of the 90s. Because once upon a time, when you said the word punk, it was oftentimes paired with ska. Like, hey, you should come to the show tonight. There's going to be a bunch of like punk and ska bands. It's going to be cool. This was especially true in the mid to late 90s when bands like the Boston's, Goldfinger, Real Big Fish, Save Ferris, and of course, no doubt, were all over mainstream TV and radio selling millions and millions of albums. It seemed like ska was on top of the world, but then... All of a sudden, the ska bubble popped almost overnight. And since then, ska has been pretty much like the redheaded stepchild of the alternative music world. So what happened? How did ska punk go from being the hot new trend that seemed like it was taking over the world to pretty much falling completely off the map just a few years later? And what, if anything, was its lasting impact? So here's the thing. He approaches this whole thing from a pop culture standpoint. Uh, he does that with everything, to be fair. Like, he's a big, like, hardcore guy, but he still approached the hardcore one as a pop culture thing. Yeah, so 
so here's the problem I find with that. <laughs> In the sense, if you're going to look at, and especially if you're going to talk about a lasting legacy, if you're going to talk about, you know, what its impact on culture was, you actually have to look past its, like, you have to see where it still exists. Yeah, and, and, and he doesn't look past it. No, and that's one of the things he's done a good job with in the past on his other stuff, but he did not do on this one, which was really aggravating to me. I think the only current artist he mentions is um, um, Scottoon Network. Yeah. So that's that's like kind of it. Like, yeah, there, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. there are individuals like Scottoon Network who are keeping it going strong, and I'm like, there is more than that individual. <laughs> like, where did... <laughs> so, I I would say... So, the rest of the video after this little intro that we just heard pretty much goes through what I would say is the, you know, common timeline that most people, you know, kind of he, he kind of hints at. Um, he doesn't talk about first wave Scott at all, you know. No, because this Jamaica. is specifically about Scott Ska Punk, and even more specifically, Scott Punk in America. Right. Very specific Scott Punk yeah. in America. Which is a fine sort of to look at. I would still yeah. argue you still need to look at the underground. If you're going to talk about something's influence, like, um, yeah, I guess maybe that's just it. I just don't think it's good to just look at something critically from only a pop cultural like if you just looked at you know star wars from a pop cultural standpoint you would not even scratch the surface of of their influence on people and media and all this stuff and um because you wouldn't get down to like how George Lucas marketed toys and why he got the rights to toys. And you wouldn't see all of that. You just looked at, it was a popular thing with flashy lights and people liked it. Um, like, so it just, it, you know, so I would say the rest, so the video goes on to just break down, you know, it, you know, talks a little bit about, um, talks about what, what caused like the rise and, and what he thinks were, were things that were important in that rise. And one of his big things was star power. Uh, which came in the form of uh, Tim Armstrong, Dickie Barrett, and Gwen Stefani. Yeah, so yeah, he kind of he's you know talks about ska in the UK and it, it's blending with punk and then moving into like um, uh, gosh, Operation Ivy. Yeah, yeah Operation yeah. Ivy is his like he I gives. A lot of credit to Operation Ivy, and he, he even says, I don't know why they're not more well heard of or more well like talked about still uh, when they really kicked the whole thing off. And I, the, of course, I'm thinking, buddy, you just mentioned the Bostones, who were also <laughs> kicking it off on the other side of the country, right? who are legitimately still around and still stars and still pretty much one of the few ska punk song bands that people who don't know anything about ska punk no, because they were a top 10 artist in the right. late 90s. Right. So, I mean, which I, I can, the pro, so like, goes to the timeline, you know, if you've seen like, um, um, what's the, the pick it up, if you've seen that pick documentary, it up, yeah. it's the same exact timeline. He breaks it down. Yeah. But you're, you're right. Like, 
I mean, I can tell you why, because he points out how little, like, Spotify listeners that Operation Ivy has. And I'm like, well, the reason for that is because they're an older band that doesn't make new albums anymore. Um, And also, everybody who really loves Operation Ivy probably bought that CD back in the 90s and still has it when they want to listen to it nine times out of ten. And they're probably not streaming it. So, like, so so it's these things where it's like, uh, I feel like you're not digging a little deeper, even in your own assumptions of things. <laughs> I just think it's a lack of thinking that through right yeah. there. Yeah, and then the whole, like, star power, and he says, you know, Gwen Stefani was, you know, the basic, uh, the the only lasting star out of that whole scene because, you know, her influences in... Um, fashion and staying on he doesn't mention the voice by name but clearly her impact you know still being put out music and i mean her christmas album from a few years ago did great you know she's a pop singer and her albums have done fine as a as a pop artist um and i'm not saying she doesn't still have influence but i i mean i and that's, I, I, I guess think, that's, well, no, go his ahead. point was that her being so big, like brought people to then check out No Doubt and then get into, you know, the earlier album, too, which he makes. He does the, the common fallacy. There's so much ska on that first album, which I know you and Aaron have discussed. <laughs> not, not, not really. Not not as much as you would think from no. what people say. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and then that can like kick them into like, OK, what is this? I like I like this song. Oh, that's more of a ska song. What a ska. And I think in the 90s that was kind of true. But then I knew a lot of people in the 90s that were just like, yeah, I like No Doubt. I like, oh, do you listen to any other ska bands? No, or what is ska? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, which is which is understandable that yeah, it's going to happen that way. So that kind of brings into something he says about like, um, like ska kids at shows and sort of like the G-ratedness of yeah. what... Because he even talks about ska punk even having its own little mini waves like... You know, the rise of, uh, like, you know... Uh, Talks about Op Ivy and, and, and Boss Tones and No Rancid. Doubt Rising Up. And then in their wake coming bands like uh, Goldfinger and Real Big Fish. Yes. And he calls, like, Goldfinger and Real Big Fish and <laughs> G-rated. I'm like, mother effer. <laughs> like, but I think you... <laughs> he got more to the G-rated comments when he starts talking about Safe Ferris and the Aquabats. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess in some sense, but he did say Goldfinger. He did. Oh, he well, said he Goldfinger. called Real Big Fish the poor man's Goldfinger, which makes me laugh for several reasons. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Number one is that the horn players on the Gold, Goldfinger album are Real Big Fish. Yep. And, <laughs> and, um, and John Feldman. around dis- before Goldfinger, too. <laughs> and Feldman discovered them and got them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> got them the record, signed. Yeah. yeah, got them signed. Um, but it's like, but he did call Goldfinger safe, and I'm like, I and he does he does this like even there's this beginning clip of the video where it's like, you know, if your parents are into the music you're into, that's probably not good for that not genre. Very rebellious, yeah. And I'm like, shut up. Like, I, I don't, like, that's the... Do you not understand my parents' capacity to be annoyed at anything? <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, did, there? of course there were artists my dad liked that I listened to and artists my dad didn't like. Yeah, but I don't think that really 
says anything about, you know, the artists themselves. Um, I mean, <laughs> that's just the stupid... Plus, I know a lot of people who who are into the same bands their parents are. Like, it doesn't say anything. But, um, I mean, which... But because that, to me, he's looking at it from this angle of, like, pop cultureness and just popularity. And I'm just like, that's not any genre's lasting impression. Like, it's just like, if you were to look at hip-hop and... Now, hip-hop has stayed in pop culture. Like, it, you know, rap records are still being, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the top of the charts and all that stuff. More so than, than even punk, you know. Um, but, like, if you want to look at hip-hop's lasting impression, you're not really just going to talk about, like, when it was most popular. You're going to look at how it changed the market, and how it influences. But also, that's might not be the best comparison because rap is still very popular. Right, but if you're, yeah, but I also, <laughs> yeah, but I also think that, and also the other thing he doesn't get into, which this would sort of mean he'd have to look at it from a pop culture standpoint. How pop culture functions now is different than how it functions then, which he doesn't even yeah. doesn't See, even. That that's one of the other things that frustrated me about this video is because that's something he usually talks about oh, when really? he did his what what killed pop punk he talks a lot about uh, like mumblecore rappers and like laptop rappers and how a lot of them are tending towards making like more pop punk sounds now that they've gotten better technology like it's something like he usually knows has done the research talks about informs me and i watched this video just like being like i know i know a lot about ska but i don't and ska punk but i i, I think you're you're not as informed as you normally are but you're still coming off as like an informed person because I've built that into you because I've found that from you in the past. Yeah. And I, I really do think he should have never done this video. <laughs> so let's, I want to listen to this clip uh, that you, you broke down and it's titled Scott is not dead. I want to, I want to listen to this clip. And oh, then yeah, this is probably the most infuriating clip. <laughs> let's, let's listen to this. And, and I know there's going to be some people that tell me Ska is not dead, that it's alive and well because Goldfinger put on a new album and they saw Real Big Fish at some festival in Spain or Orange County playing to 35,000 people. Or maybe you'll mention the Interrupters. But pretty much any kind of music from the 90s or 2000s still has a viable market in Europe and Orange County. And the fact that a legacy band has a new album really doesn't change my opinion. The fact of the matter is that Ska Punk boom is clearly over. I just want to know, does he have brooklynvegan.com blocked on his computer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, that's the thing. I, I think he was being very myopic, especially for him. Um, I, I think that's why this was like such of a, a letdown of a video for me from, from Punk Rock NBA, to be honest, uh, because I think that it's not... Yeah, it's not going to be huge, but it's not all legacy bands. And there are a lot of bands that are slowly building up. Um, it, it's like he hasn't been paying attention at Fest for the last couple years. So it's interesting. That, that, okay, so here's the thing. I think, so when I most recently saw this video showing up in my feed again, someone took, uh, I don't know if it was the YouTube comments or... I think it was a YouTube video comments. 
someone pointed out a band. And I want to say it was Kill Lincoln, but it can't be 100%. I'm going to try to go back and find okay. it. Pointed out a band selling like a thousand vinyls. Oh, yeah. And he responded, well, a thousand vinyls isn't really a lot. And I'm like, <laughs> for an independent band, it is. <laughs> like, are you, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> um, I, it, that is a lot for an independent band to That's do it. That's a them- lot for a lot of people to sell in uh, the day and age where people don't always buy physical media. Yeah. And they can access it still via like Spotify. Yeah. So um any band that is pulling off selling, you know, that many albums, I would say, you know, especially of a of a physical form, mm-hmm. I would say they're doing pretty good. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's that's that's the other thing. His perspective is because it's not influencing pop culture. Yeah. And I go influencing pop culture is not influencing culture. It's not influencing so many within culture, but it can have a culture into itself and still be influential even beyond, um, you know, because, like, I would say, if you were to think about it, I would say part of, um, and I forget, I actually, I think this was talked about uh, um, in the defense of, ska book um that uh comes out in may you can pre-order it now yeah. <laughs> um i think it was talking about like or was it, i can't even remember my i've got so much information in my brain <laughs> but it was talking about like live shows and doing them yeah. like with a whole lot of energy and like i think ska did that i think you know, if you look at, I'll just say a band like Suburban Legends and their dancing and their energy and like running around and maybe that was seen as silly and stuff, but it's also engaging from a performance standpoint of oh, like yeah, engaging yeah, yeah. the crowd, which, you know, some bands, you you know, I've watched like Weezer videos of them live and they just kind of stand there, you know, not that I expect them, <laughs> they don't have horn players to like run around during certain parts like I you know but I'm just saying like some bands don't put on like a gigantic enthusiastic show yeah right so like I mean there's just more to look at um let's listen to maybe this will be maybe we'll go through these last couple really quick so this is like yeah they're all pretty the rest of the clips are like 20 seconds or something so this you've labeled the fall part one let's listen to that yeah Which brings us to the last part. What exactly is the legacy of ska punk? Well, from my point of view, I'm not actually sure that there is much of one. It does certainly have a small, very dedicated, diehard fan base, but I don't really hear any ska influences in any current music. Nobody's really bringing back the ska aesthetic or anything like they have with the emo aesthetic. It seems like the main thing is just that it was the on-ramp into alternative music for a chunk of kids during those few years that it was hot. Now, he's not wrong about that last point. I think it was a really good on-ramp for a lot of people. Sure. Um, the ska aesthetic not coming back. It's, the ska aesthetic is also kind of tied up in, like, the 90s aesthetic, which is 100% coming back. How many checkered shoes have you seen on people? Like, right. that whole Vans, 
Scott Punk aesthetic is 100% back, and I'm not quite sure how he's missed that. <laughs> um, whether, but it, it's just like when the 80s aesthetic came back. You, you don't expect these people to know who Devo is. Uh, so I don't expect these kids to know what Sky is at all. But that that look, that aesthetic, it's, it's back in a lot of ways. Um, and I would also argue, and because we've talked about it on the show, um, while Ska has not boomed into um, like the phenomenon pop culture, you know, you know, no one's making, you know, in the way that Baby Yoda, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> overtook the internet, or it's not knocking down radio stations the way it was in the the mid '90s. But we've talked about on the show current artists who have done ska type things mm-hmm. you know um i th- as we were talking as jonas brothers song that came out like what over the summer that's basically just an electronic ska song yeah and then there was that song a couple <laughs> years back i can't remember the name of the band but it was like why you got to be so rude oh yeah 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 <laughs> and it's like uh awesome. I, I think the band is magic i think is the band in the name oh uh, it, uh, whatever and um and you know we you know so the it in the and, reggae and is still sort of reggae is still big and i so many pop uh, not pop power pop bands have been working Scott into their sound. Like, I know that might not be big enough for, like, him to consider, but that's not something that I would have thought about in the last 20 years, that, oh, power pop bands are going to, like, the bridges and songs are going to be Scott, or the second verse, they're going to do a Scott take on it. Like, that's not something that I saw. And these are people who grew up listening to Scott but never formed Scott bands, and were like, hey, you know, it would be fun. And it's, it's... I... I never thought about that happening, and I find it more and more commonplace that a power pop band will throw some scallops into a song and yeah. bring in a horn section for a song or two on an album. All right, let's listen to The Fall Part 2. I find it especially strange that that first wave of ska punk bands seems like they're kind of forgotten. For example, I never hear anybody talk about Operation Ivy. They only have 275,000 Spotify listeners, for example, which is kind of strange to me given that they kind of kicked the whole thing off and they're a great band. Because you admittedly don't hang out with people that listen to ska, so of course you don't. <laughs> I, I think we already covered why what we, what we don't agree with on the rest of that one. <laughs> Uh, let's listen to this last bit. And although the genre isn't what it used to be in terms of popularity, the people who like Ska really, 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 really like Ska. Very passionate fan base. Hopefully they don't hate this video too much. So clearly there's something there that means a lot to somebody, and I will always respect that. All right, my friends, that does it for this video about the Ska punk boom of the 90s. Okay, then he tells us to comment whatever, and this is our response. Um, So... He admittedly doesn't hang out with people who listen to Ska. He doesn't listen to Ska himself. Therefore, he wouldn't know what people, you know, is like, I don't hear anyone talking about, you know, uh, the boss tones or whatever. And I'm like, well, no, duh. I don't hear any of my friends that aren't Ska fans talking about it either. (laughs) I don't, you know, yeah. And and, uh, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We we played probably the clips that we were going to be most reactionary to. He he does say a lot of great things about Scott and a lot of great things about Scott people. He does say we're a little corny, which 
we have the aquabats in our genre. We can't say we're not. <laughs> yeah, you like can't. 100%. There are some like, things with that we can't quite disagree with. You've you've been to a real big fish concert. Yeah, you no. we we can be corny. It, oh. it, it comes part and parcel okay. a small bit. So I want to end on this, and this my oh oh okay. Uh, if you want to end, then I, I still got things to say. <laughs> so here I want. He says that. So he actually refers to. Uh, pick it up, Scott in the '90s, the documentary, where um, I think it's the Mad Caddies. A couple of the guys from the Mad Caddies say that in like '99, 2000, people stopped listening to ska and they all started going to, like ska was out, new metal was in, and so uh, our our friend here who made who made this uh, "What Killed Ska Punk" video says that he doesn't think that's it because he's like, you know, I don't see any like uh, cross crossover. Um, from ska fans to like new metal fans, and I'm like, that you're right. There was no ska person who went and started listening to Slipknot, but that's not the point they're making. It's a especially he, if he's uh, looking he at. Makes the point later in the video when he says a lot of his friends that were into ska went to college and kind of stopped listening to it. And to me, that's that's the thing. So the people who are like teenagers in the late nineties listening to ska punk, they got older and became young adults and didn't continue listening to ska. The new teenagers come up. They didn't listen to ska. They didn't pick up ska. They right. picked up new metal. So it's not like they, the ska fans became new metal fans. It was that the new teenagers were not continuing to listen to that. Right. Like it, they were pop punk for someone who is looking at it purely from a pop culture standpoint. You have to see that the thing that became the new trend was like new metal bands like Kid Rock, Limp Bizkit, uh, and the only good one that came out of that, Linkin Park. <laughs> um, That's debatable. <laughs> I like Linkin Park. Shut up. Um, <laughs> but, um, and uh, so like, but I'm just saying like, it wasn't like a one for one like transition. It was. Yeah. This is the th- next thing that sort of like took, you know, TRL by storm, right? So, yeah. Or- and I would say that like boy groups and girl groups did as much damage to what teenagers were listening to after ska and grunge than new metal did, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, like and the, I- <laughs> the new kids coming into listening to music were getting into Britney Spears and NSYNC instead of ska, or they're on the flip side and getting into new metal. Yeah. Like they weren't, they weren't doing that, and some pop punk like Blink One Eighty Two, but they weren't listening to ska, and only people in their twenties were listening to swing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I think I've had my say for the most part. What do you have anything else to add to this? <laughs> the lack of mention of uh, Jeff Rosenstock in any way, <laughs> I think, showed a, a gigantic blind spot yeah. as to what he was considering. To be honest. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's the fact that, you know, he's been called the most important voice in punk rock current currently. And he's the guy that played ska. Right. You know, he's the guy that still writes ska music for a cartoon that's currently running on Cartoon Network. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like no mention of Jeff Rosenstock really shows a big, big blind spot as to what he knows. And I, I think he could have turned in when he was talking about his experiences with the scene in the 90s. And even some of the great things about how uh, the ska scene was much more integrated with more than just white male voices. Like, 
hundred percent true. Yeah. He knew what he was talking about, and I 100% agreed with him. It's just when he got to his conclusion, and more so the legacy uh, aspect is where I think he 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 really needed somebody. He needed a Matt Vester and RJ to like help him out. He literally just needed to follow some ska hashtags to figure out like what is <laughs> what is the ska scene still doing? Yeah, and what maybe just a little bit of like what is the ska scene? If I look at the ska scene now, how how is it still processing the bubble of the '90s? Like, yeah. just a little bit of extra work in that to process that. When he ends a video, he does have very much more to say about what is currently going on, even if it's a small, dedicated fan base still. Yeah, and he didn't do that at all for this video. And he, he was kind of like, "Yeah, yeah, I know there's some people out yeah, there, Scott but Network, but it's but Jeremy it's... is great. We all agree, <laughs> Jared's doing a great job, but no mention of Bad Time Records. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's and it's kinda... like, yeah, 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 I know, but it's dead. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's your and conclusion. So... It's dead, and like nothing. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of, I was more disappointed with this video based on the other videos I've seen him do in the What Killed Blank series that he's done. Right. It did not live up to the level of those. Yeah, I would just say. Which is upsetting. I would just say he just needed to really look at Ska's, like, what it's doing now to understand, have a better, wider picture of it, you know, uh, you know, sort of that happened. Now what's Ska doing? You know, yeah. I mean, look, if even if you look at ska in other cultures, like Japan, like it's selling out like big arenas, like you can't. You no, can't no, 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 no. He's, he's not going to do that because that's not what he's done for any of the rest of the series. I don't care. It's the thing he, <laughs> it's the thing he should have done because that's how you talk about something's legacy, like what it's doing now from yeah. from from the point you're from the bubble. Because that's that's how you would look at it. So, I'm sure he'll hear this, and then we'll, in a month or two, we'll have him on. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I would love to talk to him about almost anything else, uh, because he's <laughs> actually very knowledgeable when it comes to hardcore and skate punk and stuff like that. And I absolutely have loved his "What Killed Those" series, those videos. Um, but. Yeah, no, I felt he really missed the mark from a little lack of uh, when he gets up to modern day and the legacy and what's still going on. I, I think it's it's it, it was it was not a bad video, um, but it ended on a very sour note. Yeah, um, he doesn't like any of us. Doesn't think Ska's worth listening to. <laughs> he made that point clear. <laughs> All right, um, bitter much table of one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> whoa, calm down, man. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's do some ska around the world. Attendants and listeners, please make sure your pork pie hats and one-inch badges are securely fastened as we begin our ascent towards ska around the world. RJ, where are we landing this week? Today, we are landing in the Philippines. Ooh, Philippines. I know, and and I hate to say it, this seems like I'm talking about an older band, but we'll get to it why they're still relevant, and I'm mentioning them now. Uh, the name of the band is Putreska. It's actually a ska pong uh, in uh, Tagalog, the Philippines language. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does mean it's a kind of means damn you, uh, <laughs> but 
<laughs> but they 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 work the ska into it. It's very it's very funny to me. Uh, they actually got their start in uh, 1993. They put out their first self-titled album in 1994. This album went gold. It was a big hit in the Philippines, and the lead single off that album was a song called Manila Girl. song makes me want to dance yeah so if you can't tell their their biggest influences are uh just old school jamaican ska and that the two-tone movement right like and i think that's that's mostly what they had heard of at that point like the ska boom from america hadn't gotten big enough to permeate their culture at all to so that that's just their own homegrown filipino ska uh so they, they moved on, they kept uh, they put out another record in 1996. Now, I didn't know which song was supposed to be the hit song off that, except for a cover of My Boy Lollipop, and I didn't really want to play another version of My Boy Lollipop for y'all. So I thought this song called uh, Can't Stop Me Now would be a great song to play off their second album, Manila's Finest. They're a lot of fun. Uh, I actually first found out about them when a listener to 23 Minutes of Ska from the Philippines said, hey, why haven't you ever played Manila Girl? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And please send me a link to buy this song so I can put it on the <laughs> podcast because I want to check it out. And I was thoroughly impressed with the band. Uh, and then I've come to find out, of course, they broke up in 1998. Uh, some of the members went on to form a new band called the Brown Beat All-Stars, which only, as far as I can find, put out uh, a seven-inch EP. Um, with only two songs. Uh, but here's the kicker. They reunited in 2019 oh. with Putre Ska. And they played a couple shows in April and May. Uh, one of which you can find online, actually. If you look up Putre Ska, you can find the reunion show. A bunch of clips from it. Uh, they're currently preparing a new album. 
and they're doing a follow-up to their first hit single, a new song called Manila Boy, The Other Side of the Equation. So I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. You can find a live clip of that song from that concert, uh, but they haven't put out anything officially yet. But that's, uh, that's what's going on in the Philippines, Putreska, fun little band. And uh, yeah, check them out. Check out their two albums. They're a lot of fun. Awesome. All right. So I want to give, uh, we're going to do some ska history right now. Ska history. <laughs> we definitely need an intro for that one. Yeah, I know. Um, I didn't have a sign. But <laughs> just, um, <laughs> so, so we got some ska history. Um, this sort of was like a fallout from uh, when we did ska history for uh, Prince Buster. This sort of came yeah. up when I was doing a little bit of research. Um, I don't know if you're like me. Sometimes, like, you just wonder, like, where a word, like, how you got a word, like, you know. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. Like, I, I can't, every word I just thought of, I immediately then thought of where the history came from. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, I, I don't know, like, the word can, like, soda can, like, can, like, or why why soda? Like, where, sodium, yeah. never mind, I already figured it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but can, like, like a tr- even a trash can, like, why do we call it can, right? Yeah. Um, how did that happen? So... Um, I sort of um, came across like the history of the word ska. So I'm going to break down four theories for you. For you, and like this is like where the term "okay" came from. There's like three. <laughs> <laughs> As always with ska history, um, just realized that I did research. I'm pulling information uh, from a couple of different sources. I will link to that in the show notes. I didn't write these. Maybe I've reworded them a little, um, but I did not do deep research. I just Googled and found a few things, mostly a video. (laughs) Um, So um, now theory number one seems to be like the prevalent opinion for most people. Um, So theory number one is ska was the sound the guitar made uh, during an upstroke. And, uh, this was the explanation given in a news article from March, uh, 17th, 1964, which, um, seems to be one of the earliest, um, sort of places where the word ska appeared. Um, something I did read recently did say that, um, ska shows up a little bit earlier in some, like, flyers like printed flyers and ska was actually spelled with the word with c instead of s-k-a yeah, i had heard that yeah. like um uh there were some it did say s-c-a um <clears throat> so but basically the the first theory is that it is that sort of ska 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 you know sort of like upbeat yeah. is just that sound that it made uh with the guitar um that that's sort of like the prevailing theory of where the word came from. Um, the second one was ska came from scat singing. Um, singers would uh, sing how they wanted songs to sound. Um, so like ska music is base basically like you know the the 
you know, guitar, bass, uh, the guitar and drums kind of keep a rhythm, and the horns especially, or some other instrument, will have space to f to fill in sounds. So, like, sc scatting... So, in this video I watched, they gave an example, and I thought it was a very random example of what scatting was, and I, I knew what scatting <laughs> was as, as singing... So I like I'm gonna. You learned from the scat man, like we all did in the '90s. Exactly. So I'm gonna play the example in in this video, uh, and it's in the video they mention, you know, the song "I Want to Be Like You" from the Jungle Book. Uh, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to play a little bit of that at the end to give you an idea of what scatting is. And so the second theory of where ska came was is to ska is short for scat. So uh, let's listen to this so you can get an idea of what scatting is in case you don't know. So it's, um, I mostly hear it in jazz music for the most part, scatting is mostly, but I did. I'm just glad that I was not the one to play Louis Prima on the show first. <laughs> um, I, I thank you for, thank you for that, Matt. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy Louis Prima and, uh, I'm surprised you beat me to it. <laughs> um, so like. So obviously, if you don't know the history of ska in general, ska is, uh, you know, takes American jazz mixed with, uh, gosh, why can't I think of the Mento, other? Calypso. Yeah, Calypso, that's it. Um, and sort of, um, you know, and that's how we got ska. So scatting is sort of like nonsensical words of, like, but like rhythm and, and sort of like yeah. where you think the horn would go. Like, that's what I always mimic it as, is like a horn. That's what beep, bop, boop, bop, you know, sort of like. Good scatting is better than that, but that's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're right. Good scatting is way better than that. Um, but, um, yeah. Um, so that's the second theory. The third uh, theory, this one's a little bit more vague, and I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce. So the third, how to pronounce this word that Scott is supposedly short for but the theory is it's this word uh, that some people were using as a greeting, sort of like, like, hello. Um, Ahoy. So, something like, uh, so it's like in the, um, the Urban Dictionary, um, when I looked up this word, I think it's pronounced skavuvi. 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 That's how I've always said it. No one's ever stopped me. And it's so it's like person one says, hey, rude boy. Second person says, Skauvi. So it's like, I don't, I don't really know, like, hello or what's up. Maybe that's, it was a greeting. Yeah. And so ska is the shortened version of that. Um, and it was just used in, you know, Kingston, Jamaica and all, and all that, that area. So that's. That's part of the, the culture. Yeah. So the fourth theory, and this is where Prince Buster came in. Prince Buster says that he has a, had a friend, um, had, because I you know, like Prince Buster, I'm sure he's passed away, yeah. um, uh, had a, 
a friend named Scatter. And so Scatter, you know, is a word that means like get out of here, scatter, yeah. move, leave. So ska is a shortened version of scatter, like ska, ska, ska. Like, yeah. So in the video, they even talk about like that sort of made sense. Like when you think about like, cause you know, sound systems would fight, you know, groups of different yeah, people who, boys, yeah. who were into, you know, different, you know, groups of, you know, ska fans and stuff like that. Like the rude boys would come in, you know, and so if the authorities were coming and, you know, they would, you know, ska, 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 like get out of here. And, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's theory number four. You know, that's the one that, uh, Prince Buster, you know, was behind. And that sort of like was my connection to this whole question of, of, uh, you know, theories and, and sort of like, you know, they, you know, they kind of, um, it's probably a combination of all of these things of just the culture and, and sort of versions of the this word, you know, scatting and scat and scat and is get out of here and you yeah. know it's probably just and and obviously the the I would say the sound is the the guitar makes scat 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 you know or maybe yeah. you know maybe the guitar and drums together that. You know, um, boom, scat, boom, scat, you know, sort of like sound. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's sort of like the theories behind, uh, um, you know, where the word Scott came from. Yeah. All right. Fun. Fun. Um, Can't say you didn't learn anything after you heard a bunch of old men bitching <laughs> about other old guys. <laughs> about you someone. Found out about a Scott band from the Philippines. You found out where the word Scott came from. And now you're going to find out our Scott Picks of the Week. All right. So uh, I'll tell you my Scott Pick. Uh, my Scott Pick of the Week is from the band Madeline. And Ooh, yeah. it's a song called This Place, Until Further Notice. And it is off their album, It Is What It Is. Let's check out that song right now. I'm so sick of this daily grind. This meaningless routine I just want to unwind Time is going way too fast for me I want to go to Colorado And watch the sun go down behind the mountains with you want to see our favorite band together If I could ever get out of this place I've, uh, I was listening to this album a bit this weekend, and I thought, you know what? I don't think I've ever put Madeline on uh, uh, Scott Pick of the Week. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right at that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, RJ, tell us about your Scott Pick. So uh, let's keep it in Texas. Uh, I, I decided to go with uh, Hans Gruber and the Diehards. Uh, they just put out a new uh, split 
with with uh, Sergeant Skag out of uh, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Vermont, one of those New England states. I always get them mixed up because I'm a goddamn moron. Um, but somewhere on uh, the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's. Uh, it's a song called Medical Advice, and I just I've listened to it over and over again, and it's just got something going on I really enjoy. stay home <laughs> right now i'm not sure it seems to be their point of that song yeah. No, yeah it's a fun song it's a funny p it is um, yeah yeah i got my my copy ordered all right um yes and by the way if you've never seen uh hans gruber and the diehards live do it oh my goodness <laughs> like just craziness uh I... just crazy good time I will go out of my way to see them again. If I have to drive all the way to Orange County to see them on tour, I will. I will do that. Oh, you'll sacrifice that 40-minute drive? <laughs> if I'm. It depends on when the show starts and well, what day sure. of the week it is. True. All right. I almost wanted to make it to a Less Than Jake show in Orange County because it was on a weekday. And I had to drive in tra- L.A. to Orange County traffic. <laughs> yeah. It's – yeah. Yeah, if it's if it's a weekday, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. If it's a Saturday, you know, maybe forty minutes is accurate. Yeah, Saturday's fine. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you for listening to this week's episode. We appreciate it. Um, you know, you can support the podcast. Uh, you know, by going to the website www.ko-fi.com/slash on the upbeat. You can uh, donate there. Um, we are working on some, um, you know, subscription ideas, things for the future. Mm-hmm. Hopefully by summer we'll have some, you know, you can get some bonus things. <laughs> um, Good old bone con. So. So for bonus content, saves me a lot of time when I talk. <laughs> I, bone content? That just sounds. <laughs> just bone con. <laughs> oh, that still doesn't sound like, I don't want people just bonus material like i want to show up for bone con (laughs) like that is like who would not make an inappropriate joke there uh all right so clearly this episode is going to be called bone con (laughs) and really confuse people that are not it's not don't worry All right. Well, thank you for listening. And well, you know what? I I do know that people 
don't always listen to the end because I see the statistics of when people listen. Oh, um, wow. So people don't always listen. You got to listen to the full episode. Really? Yeah, why would, you're, you're turning off pure gold, audio <laughs> diamonds. Exactly. Maybe we should put bone kind of at the beginning. I'll have to re-edit it. Um, all right. Anyway, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And until yeah. next week, keep listening to Ska. You've been listening to On The Upbeat. The On The Upbeat theme music is written and performed by Millington. Make sure you follow them on Instagram at Millington The Band. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at On The Upbeat Ska. Be sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to support On The Upbeat financially, visit www.ko-fi.com slash On The Upbeat. Thanks for listening and supporting On The Upbeat. Thanks for listening to Bone Con. <laughs> <laughs>